I believe there are two ways to approach our lives. One is looking at it as a series of norms we have to live into and objectives we have to achieve. This view is full of expectations, pressures, bias, and systemic dynamics that continuously need to be overcome. The other is to look at life as a series of choices we make and goals we set for ourselves, a life that is full of agency, growth, and opportunity. Welcome to Live Stoked and Lead Stoked, where we explore both life and work from that latter perspective. I'm your host, Sarah Bettman, coach, consultant, and speaker. More importantly, I'm a fellow traveler on the path towards living my own stoked life, and I'm passionate about helping others do the same. Let's jump into this exploration of life and work and what it means to live and lead stoked. Hello. Well, I'm so excited that we're here. This is an audible to everyone who's listening. Uh, Christy has been a friend of mine. We met, what, a couple of years ago, three years ago? I feel like it was still Mill Valley, which was three years ago. And she teaches about journaling. And she was going to do a session on journaling for the best year ever. But since I've promised to be transparent with all y'all is that no one signed up. And so we're starting to learn about people's capacity. Uh, More people are listening to the podcast and signing up for courses. So Christy was kind enough to Audible, uh, and now we're going to do it as a podcast. So in this conversation, Christy, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. We're going to talk a bit about the power of journaling, and Christy's going to share some tips with you about journaling so that if you didn't do the course, you can at least walk away with some ideas of journaling. So before we go further into this, uh, Christy, just tell us, who are you and why do you get to talk about journaling? Well, um, I am Christy Jimenez Lee. I am a writer. I am a Spanish interpreter. I am fluent in, I'm also fluent in French and I have studied Italian and Portuguese. So language is my thing. Words are my tool. Words are what I use. Words are what I love. And as a personal practice, which that's universal because not everybody wants to, you know, one, not everybody wants to learn 5,000 languages like I do. Not everybody wants to write a novel like I do or screenplays. As a personal practice, to develop a relationship with words in order to optimize your communication skills, whether it's communicating with yourself, communicating with others. I think journaling is such a helpful and healing practice to pursue, to obtain that clarity, those ideas, that motivation, that confidence, if it, if it means if you're journaling about a conversation that you want to have, for example. So that is how I came to talk about journaling. Fantastic. And I'm going to start with this question. I'm going to try it with everyone and yeah. we'll see if it works. But this podcast is Lead Stoked, Live Stoked. You actually were part of helping me get to kind of landing on that intersection of work and life and this idea of stoked. So I'd love for you to tell me, what does Live Stoked mean to you? And being a word aficionado, what's your word for it? I recognize stoked is very much my word. I use it all the time when I'm facilitating, but it's not everyone else's word. Sure. Well, I will start by answering the second part. Perfect. And my word, because 
I'm one of those people that chooses a word of the year or that tries to come for the a word of the year. And this year, the word that I came to is aligned. Mm. And so when I think of the word stoked and what it evokes for me, this idea of joy, this idea of ease, this idea of motivation, of enthusiasm, I think of being aligned because I think the key to unlocking that state of being, a stoked sense of a a state of being, of, of feeling stoked about life, stoked about yourself and stoked about everything around you, is to be aligned with, if we're talking spiritually, aligned with source, with that, you know, inner divine intelligence, I believe, aligned with your purpose, aligned with your desires, aligned with walking the path that you most long to walk that dream that dream yellow brick road if you're walking it you're aligned and you're living stoked i love that i love it so much and and by the way christy and i did not i gave her some ideas of questions but i did not pay her to say that cuz it, it fits perfectly <laughs> with kind of you know living aligned to our well-being despite roles and identities either put upon us or that we put upon ourselves So you have many roles and identities that you carry out in the world. I would love for you to share before we start getting into journaling, because I do know a little bit of this is your journey, like where you've had to reevaluate and rethink some roles and identities in order to get that alignment. Oh, um, in every aspect of my life, (laughs) I've had to rethink and revisit in my professional life, for sure, in the trajectory that I have made in jobs throughout my career as an adult, I have, I started out out of grad school. I spent six and a half years at a corporate investment bank. And now I've been interpreting for a little over 10 years in between working on my writing, uh, doing some film, doing a little bit of film work. So it's definitely been an intention and it's definitely been a requirement for me to really connect to that. Having such disparate professional experiences in order to really integrate my experience. Uh, and so that's been very helpful in my, in my professional life. Then in my personal life, I am married to an NYPD deputy inspector now which is a whole experience that requires a lot of clarity in terms of who I really am. And in order to have a healthy marriage, I really need to have a healthy self and a healthy, well, that goes for everybody, but his career is so demanding that it's really, I feel, extra important in in, in our circumstances. And a little over seven years ago, we adopted a three-year-old girl from China. So she is now 10. And motherhood, parenthood, motherhood has definitely been an area of my life in which I've had to really keep anchored into that alignment in order not to really go off the rails, just in terms of my own emotional and mental state. So yeah, those are the big three, really. Yeah. And it, it, having known you over the last three, three years in journey, and by the way, to our listeners, 
Christy's husband uh, got a promotion recently, and that's kind of towards him living his stoked life, right? And then working with your daughter to make sure she lives her stoked life and is this independent being, which has been really fun to grow. And then for you, I I think a piece, if I dare observe this, is kind of getting... And with all that you're taking, getting more grounded in the the creative side of yourself, because I do recall a call where you just claimed it and said, this is more important to me than, than perhaps I've given credit for. And if you'd be willing to share kind of that alignment journey and kind of that moment, I'm calling it claiming yourself, but you can call it something different that I have the luxury to have seen knowing you, like, what was it that took you to get on this path towards alignment? Well, what comes to mind initially is a quote from the Gnostic Gospel of Thomas, and it's, uh, forgive the dramatic nature of the quote, I think it can be interpreted as such, but I we can delve into it a little more. And it is, if you do not bring forth what is inside you, it will kill you. Once you bring forth what is inside you, it will set you free and heal you. One thing that I haven't shared yet is that I've been on quite the health journey also over the past few years with several uh, medical issues. Uh, I was born with Turner syndrome, and that's resulted in a bunch of hormonal imbalances that I've had to tend to. I developed macular dystrophy in my eyes, and you can probably hear it in my voice. I'm having a little bit of a challenge. I've had two throat surgeries in the past less than two years. So I think that these health alerts that I've been getting in my life, you know, where my body is actually sending these signals have been really, really pretty loud alarm bells to connect to that, the idea that I shared in that quote, which is I really came to a point where it's kind of an I've had it moment. It's kind of a, it's this, or I'm going to get, or I may get really, really sick, or other things may really, really start to fall apart. So it's that edge that we talk about where what you are moving towards is much more pressing and pulling you much harder than any sort of comfort or any sort of shame or guilt or any self-sabotage, all of those that list of things that hold us back, I think that got much stronger. The pull towards my health, towards my creativity, towards improving my relationships was much, much stronger than staying in the little bubble that I had created for myself. Yeah. And and having watched that shift, because I I think you were on that journey when we first met, and, and yeah, yeah. But seeing you starting to embody it has been really a, a cool thing to watch. And so I don't want to dive into journaling yet because I would love for you to share, like, sure. what is the manifest of that creative journey? Because you've got some cool projects that I think are worth sharing to to paint the big picture before we narrow down to a very specific piece of your creativity, journaling. What are some of the projects that that you're fired up about right now? Thank you so much for asking. So I have I have a screenplay that I have written about our adoption journey. And I am working on a novel. It is loosely based on my grandmother's life in Cuba, 
But really, the pro and it's a coming of age type of story. But really, the protagonist is my lineage. My mom passed away about a year, a little less than a year and a half ago, and that really, that did a whole other number of things <laughs> on me. And one thing that it really brought me back to was this particular story that I had started telling as a graduate student in in a different incarnation. And really, the protagonist is my lineage. It's really a discourse on lineage is really what it is. Like the protagonist is my grand, my great grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, me. You know, it's, it's up and down the lineage. Um, so that's got, that's been very personally, I don't know what's going to come of it. I don't know what shape it's going to finally come to, but that's something that's been very important to my own personal journey. I'm also, crossing my fingers that we get funding for a documentary that I would love to help produce uh, with a filmmaker friend of mine. So those are those are three things that I am super psyched about. Yeah, I am too. I'm really excited. And, you know, around the novel, one of the things I love about that is that you went back to something from years ago. Like sometimes yeah. our creativity is not something that evolves today. It's something yeah. that that we come back to that we miss or that we were called to do, but it was like it wasn't ready yet. And and I think the story of your lineage really has kind of come forward with your mom's passing. And and I love that you're you're telling that story now with the root of it being just many years ago. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Because as I've been on my own creative journey, it really is starting from yeah. you. And it reminds me, like, where are the things I used to love to do as a child? Well, obviously, I love to talk. And, and so there's that. But, you know, we don't have to be stuck in, like, being struck by lightning for creativity. It sometimes right. is, what do we? What did we always do? So, which I think is a great lead-in to journaling. So I want to quickly tell my story about journaling because I told it to you and kind of, to Certainly. be fair to the listeners, I was kind of like, journaling is BS. I, I'm not interested. And I'll tell you why. Because I kept a diary and always felt like, dear diary, blah, blah, blah. And then I was so angry. I'll be honest, like during some years in my teens, not understanding that that element of anger can be normal, right? I read them and I was just so horrified. I threw them all away. And now I wish I had them. <laughs> Then I evolved into just doing three pages, which you validated is as wonderful as anything else. And I want to be clear to everyone, as I'm telling this story, Christy, along the way, validated all of it. So her approach is not, well, this is the right way to do journaling and this is the no, wrong way. No. It's, it's a yes and. So, but what you, what you turned up a notch for me and, and some of the things that I've been thinking about is intentional journaling. So let's start with journaling. And then we talked about uh, the course was going to be journaling for a best year ever. And so that alignment for me, what is my best year ever living stoked and getting specific on as you've made plans, uh, resolutions, whatever you want to call them for the year, how can journaling support you? But I'd rather you start generally like your point of view on journaling, how you can see it supporting others. And I know you'll weave in your story about how it's supporting you. Well, I think journaling is a very easy way. I'll start by expressing it this way. I think journaling is a very easy way to meditate for people, to be honest. I think people, you know, everybody, longstanding, 
very mainstream, the benefits of meditation and, and all of that. And everybody's like, but how? And, you know, do I get a meditation teacher? Do I buy a course? Do I get an app? Is silent? And I think that just like we have walking meditations, we have writing meditations. And I think if there was one short phrase to sum up my journaling practice is it's writing meditation. That's really how I would sum it up. Yeah. And I, I love that because I think the intention, the meditation piece, it's funny because I used to have the perfect journal and now I use just a regular notebook, but I've fallen yeah. in love with fountain pens and I love writing. My handwriting is God awful. And uh, so, so there's that. It's funny when I go back and reading, but it has when I need to either answer a question or want to set intentions, that's how it's felt for me. Sure. And just in terms of uh, if you we want to go to the spiritual practice aspect of it, there's this whole pairing uh, If when you're developing a spiritual practice of prayer is when you're making that request, when you're setting that intention, and then meditation is when you're listening for the answers. So it's the dialogue. So if you come into it with a question, if you come into it with an intention, with something you just want to write out of yourself, of your body, just to, you know, just to get it out of the body, because it's a physical practice. Now, I don't think people focus on that aspect enough. You're physically writing it out, which is why studies say that it's very important to handwrite. If you absolutely, you know, something is better than nothing. And if you absolutely must go digital, sure. If you really, ha if you're not going to do it, if you're not going to do it unless you type, type, do, you know, but handwriting the physical act of writing it out literally can be super cathartic if it's something that you need to release, for example. Yeah. So how, let's say our, we have listeners here, like, that's nice. I want to try it. They're looking at a blank page. Yeah. They heard you. They're going to try paper. They're going to try writing, which by the way, when I started yeah. writing the daily pages, my hand hurt. Like I was so unused to writing with so much computer work. So I almost think of it as PT for my hand to keep my hands flexible, but uh, flexible, wow. but something That's else entirely. But, but how does someone get started, right? They're just sure. sitting there with a blank piece of paper. Sure. Well, the easiest, the easiest way, and they're very prevalent and they're very, they're very much out there. You can find journaling prompts. And if you, if you want to go out there and get a journal with specific prompts, those exist too. If you just want to sit down with a piece of paper and you don't want to be, you know, kind of like stunned into paralysis by the blank page, start documenting. Be the documentarian of your own life and start with that. And then the questions will come up. Then you'll start to notice how you feel about what you're writing. Mm. Then you'll start having ideas about where to go next with whatever issue you're writing about or whatever incident you're writing about or conversation you're writing about. There's many ways. There's, there, there's many ways to, to go about not being stunned by, stunned into paralysis by the by the blank page. Yeah. Yeah. That documenting one is interesting. And, and people, yeah. I, I think a version of that is bullet journaling and sure. it doesn't resonate for me, but I know a lot of people have found it a great way yeah. to capture 
Now, where I get jealous is then when they go back and, and maybe do a review of their year, they have this fantastic kind of journey of the year that they can reflect on versus I have random chicken scratch all over. One thing that I want to add that was really helpful for me, and I don't know if it'd be helpful for listeners, is the concept of free writing and the idea of turning on a timer for five minutes and just write what comes out of your head. In my way, the three pages works because it's just three pages in the book. And then some days I take off and I end up writing a blog or I end up writing a list of what I want in my life. And it literally is don't look at spelling, don't look at anything, uh, just write. And then automatic writing. Mm -hmm. Automatic writing. Yeah, just whatever comes to my head. And I think the coaching I got, and and again, you validated when I started talking about this, was sometimes it's like, I have no idea what to say. I have no idea. Like if you have a timer or you have to fill three pages, it is okay to fill it with, I have no idea what to say. The sky is blue. This is boring. This is stupid. Because it does shift. Certainly. Certainly. Yes. And after a minute of doing that, it might be ridiculous. You might... It might even seem to backfire and make you feel worse and more. But after that minute, after that minute and a half, something's going to shift. It will. Uh, it absolutely will shift. And the questions will come and the ideas will come. And what perhaps what needs to be faced that that minute and a half of this is boring, this is boring, was you not trying to face what you wanted to face kind of comes up. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's definitely a psychological uh tactic as well. And and I will maybe add that I sometimes just like running or days I go for a walk, I go out for 5 minutes and it's like it's not my day. I certainly have yeah. journaling days where I get halfway through the page and it's just not my day and I shut it and and I walk away and no worry because th- for me it's like okay, I'm going to journal. I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to do it perfect or it won't work or it's got to be three pages or it's not going to work. It's got to be deep and meaningful. Before we move into kind of the specific of prompts people can use to look at best year ever, can you talk about kind of what's good enough? Because sometimes we want to be perfect. We want to do the thing and want to get all the things. But I know you've had a up and down love-hate relationship with journaling as passionate as you are about it. Like what's good enough? Absolutely. Well, every, I mean, lots of writers. I mean, you, you hear, you know, these best selling Pulitzer Prize winning writers talking about you know, the agony of writing. So it's definitely, <laughs> and yet, and yet it's their life's work and it's what they come to come back to every day. It's a practice. It's absolutely a practice. It's not anything fixed. It is absolutely dynamic. In the same way you are dynamic, in the same way each of us comes to every moment, comes to every blank page, comes to every conversation full of a particular combination of emotions and sensations and physical and thoughts. And we're going to come to the page in our own unique way every time we show up to the page. So the first step is remembering that. It is. The first step is absolutely remembering that. And then that can allow for you to have the self-compassion to let it be what it is. If you know that it's going to be, if you go into it knowing it's a practice, it's going to feel different and it's going to look different every time I show up to the page. 
just like every time you show up to your yoga mat or every time you start to, you start a run or, or any other uh, endeavor, then you can just let it be hmm. and put your attention on the effort and not the outcome, which is something that I heard another coach say on the actual endeavor and not on the outcome, Yeah, on the actual practice. Keep that the focus. Yeah. You know, as I think about that, I think of a journaling thing I did years ago. So I'm a big fan of mm -hmm. list of 100s. So with my okay. coaching clients, oh, okay. I'll sometimes say, you know, in a job, what are the 100 things you've loved about every job you had? Yeah. And and that 100 pushes you, like the first 20 are easy, yeah. but I force them, I, I don't force them, I ask them to go to 100 and they're like, <laughs> I'm at 50, I don't want to keep going. I'm like, keep going. Yeah. But I have a, a book that is a special book that I, I write lists on and I listed a hundred things I wanted in my life. And I came back to it five years later, maybe seven years later. I, I knew about it, but I just never looked at it. And I had gotten everything on that list except for one thing. And that was to have children. And that was a journey and a podcast for a different day. But this power of just dreaming um, best year ever, uh, as we're going to talk about, you know, how I started and, and frankly, how I wanted you to be talk about this is I just started writing at the end of the year, I'm toasting and I'm stoked about the best year ever, which is the prompt yeah. that we use in the course and start journaling. And and what's really important about that for me was what it evoked in me and, and that feeling yeah. that I can now carry with me. Does something resonate or does it make me feel like crap, whatever it is. And I love what you said, you're going to feel and learn in the practice so as you think about kind of the context and prompts for, I have an idea of what I want to accomplish, I want to do in my year, what are some prompts that people can use to help them to achieve their goals or achieve their best year ever? Well, you said it. It's about how it makes you feel, right? So what we're trying to do when we're focusing on a 12-month plan, the best year ever, the best life ever, when we're casting these visions, because this is, to me, feel free to chime in uh, otherwise, to me, this is beyond goal setting. This is beyond KPIs. This is about, this is setting an intention for a way of being. So two things that I would like to start off by sharing or start off by suggesting is to Really define, you've got your list of 100. Let's say you start with that. At the end of the year, I'm toasting. Well, who do I need to be to be toasting that? Those achievements, those, those successes, those joys, those blessings at the end of the year. What kind of, fill in the blank, what kind of person makes a million dollars a year? What kind of person falls in love with their, with their best match? Whatever you want to do in this in in this year in this in, in, you know in this decade, what kind yeah what kind of person is what, what would a healthy person do if you've got a health goal? And really, you could start off as simply as that, as simply as finishing the blanks, and then an exercise because you've got to feel good to really get into that state of being to really generate what you need to generate to be the creator and the manifester of these things you want to toast at the end of the year. One exercise is 
uh, I call it summoning your joy. And you literally write a letter to your joy mm. and anthropomorphize it. Hello, joy. Where is your joy? Did you leave it? You know, when, is it right next to you? Is it, is it, is it aligned with you? Is it, well, first of all, where's your joy? Some, summer all, camp. I left it at summer camp. <laughs> right. Right. You know, right. So it's, you've got to connect with that joy because that joy is going to unlock your creativity and that creativity unlocked is going to give you the ideas and the energy to really take those actions that are going to give you everything you set forth on that list of 100 things you want to toast. And I think I want to highlight something that you said. Well, I know I want to highlight it because I'm talking and interrupted you to highlight it. Is this is, <laughs> this is less about the task list. And sometimes the task list yeah. is a helpful exercise, but it's who we need to be. And I, I yeah. think that's an important question because sometimes that's a that's a whole nother thing we haven't thought of. And I know in my personal well-being journey, I want to be a runner. Well, damn it, Sarah, then you got to run. Like you can't sit here and dream and real read Trail Runner magazine about runners and, and yearn for it when you, you haven't put on the shoes and go run. I mean, that's the reality. If right. you want to be a runner, you have to run or else just yeah. stop wanting to be a runner. And if you want to be a writer, and I certainly struggle with this, you got to write. And, and whether it's a few pages yeah. a day or you set a timer to write, whatever it is, if you want to be an executive, yeah. then you need to do things that yeah. help you to become an executive, which is develop emotional intelligence, start to delegate, grow people and create a vision, whatever it is, yes. right? Yes. And and I, I just want to do a little highlight because this is live stoked, lead stoked. As much as we're talking about this kind of live individually, you can do this for a lead. I mean, th this essence about oh, what yeah. kind of leader I want to be, what do I want to look around with? What do I want my team? So I do the best year ever activity, both with teams I did it with a, a small organization with four people that their strength was tactical and, and got them out of their heads before they did their strategic planning. And so just for yeah. those of you listening, you can do this for personal, but part of lead stoked is being able to evoke this same idea and write and journal towards the kind of leader you want to be, but also do it with your team. You can learn an amazing amount when they've had a chance to journal and, and think about these prompts, who do I need to become to get the promotion? Who do I need to become to do that presentation and be effective? Yeah. All those things. And I love that joy piece because again, that's not just personal. What would evoke joy in work? I love organizations oh, yeah. that are bigger than myself. So what lead stoked for me is getting through a hard day, getting through things that maybe we've struggled with in the past and high-fiving with a team. Being an entrepreneur is lonely. Yeah. <laughs> I will not lie, but I have wonderful people mm -hmm. like you and a wonderful Thanks. group of people around my life that when I get through something hard, I have someone to high five, fist bump, whatever the kids are doing these days, right? So I just wanted to share some of the stuff that Christy's talking about as much as it can be intimate and personal. Oh, the other thing I forgot to say, which I, I know you believe in too, do it with your kids. Journaling and oh some God, of the stuff yes. with kids is so awesome. I, I'll let you run a little bit with this because it's amazing. Oh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. One of the biggest, most pleasant surprises about becoming a mom and bringing home our daughter is how funny she is. And that goes into the kind of stuff that comes out of her mouth and comes out onto the page. And it can be silly, funny things and 
I'm going to get uh, something very, you know, something very deep and, and powerful is coming to mind. So I'm just going to share it. She wrote, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas before, she made this sign. And it wasn't particularly a journaling exercise, but it was sort of a writing task. And she wrote down, you know, some Merry um, Christmas wishes, Merry Christmas to everyone, even birth parents. And so it really illuminates what's on their minds and what's on their hearts. Mm. And so it was a really nice entry point into a conversation about the adoption and a conversation about family. And so it's a fabulous way to really reveal what's on their hearts. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love, and I love your approach to it in holding it loosely. Yes, there are journals. Yes, there are prompts that you can yeah. find, but showing up on that page and being with whatever's there, the joy, mm -hmm. finding the joy is great. As we begin to wrap up, I have some questions following, but any final things that you want to share to our audience about journaling? Or well, about anything, frankly, whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's sort of holding hands with the joy piece is the pleasure mm. in writing. I mean, I know that I do the best that I can to make it a pleasure practice and to really play with words. I really, that's really just something that has made it feel really good to me and keeps me, it helps, it helps keep me coming back. It really does. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was going to do a post. I stayed in bed. What was it? Monday, Tuesday, and my husband makes me coffee and we're, we're staying at my brother's house. So we live in a very small space. And one thing I learned is when it's a cold winter morning, I don't want to hit the ground running, get up and hit the ground running. That yeah. is just not, I'm not wired for that, despite having woken up early, being a morning person. And there is nothing better than being snuggled up with all my books, my little spiral notebook that you buy for your kids, the cheap one at, at the local drugstore oh, yeah. or wherever. And I write with my fountain pen, not a fancy one. It's just this cool brand that I found that's, you know, works and I just write and dream and read a book. And then it prompts me to think of something. And I basically had this mess of my journal and pens, because I always lose them in, in the bed somewhere. And then all these books. And I spent two hours there. And it was the most luxurious thing that in the past, I would have felt ashamed of myself. How could you be so decadent? How sure. could you spend that time? But I think attaching to that pleasure piece is important. And I can't do that every day. I, I don't live that life of luxury, but when I do it, oh, it's so rich and nurturing. And I, I'll waste an hour or two. It's not wasted. I know it's not, but like no. it just feels so wonderful. So yeah. I love that you're connecting to that because yeah, sometimes we, you hear from an expert, I'm guilty of this. I'm going to live stoked. And Christy says I should do this. And so I'm going to do it and I'm going to do right. And I'm going to do it great. And you lose that exploration. So whether it's joy, whether it's pleasure, anything, I think that it certainly has been a journey for me to appreciate and connect. Reading actually is another one because I used to love to curl yeah. up for a book for hours and that just felt way too decadent. But I'm learning to find that time to read, which then leads me to journal because I get in, you know inspired by something. So I have my notebook right next to me. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Well, reading, reading is definitely amazing. 
for fueling journaling or any writing practice. It really is. So that's one thing that I'm glad you touched on because it, it hadn't come to mind yet, but it's for me yet, but it's really, really important. Yeah. yeah. Writers are readers and readers are writers. <laughs> so speaking of which, is there anything you're listening to, anything you're reading these days that really supports your alignment and your, your version of Live Stoke that you think would be interesting for the audience? Well, I am back on a health track. So I am listening to a book, Pardon Me, as I check my, it's an audio book, Pardon Me, as I'm looking here, you can see this, watch <laughs> me in real time, do this, this, so that I get the title right. It is a book on healing that has been really, really, I started it, I just started it yesterday. It's called Supercharged Self-Healing by R.J. Spina. And so far, it has been a beautiful experience. And it really ties, you know, I, for a time, was publishing guided journaling videos under the umbrella of my brand, I'll call it, Words Guide Wellness. So this idea, when I think of any writing practice, I think of Words Guide Wellness. Mm. And so I, I just really feel like words can fuel any any healing process, whether you want to heal your career, whether you want to heal a relationship, whether you want to heal finances, whether you want to heal your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body. I think that that's the lens through which I perceive it. So right now it's books on healing and and talks on healing that, that are uh, physical healing that are really getting me. And what's been really cool is the connection that I've been able to make between the practices in a wellness practice for your body to your writing practice as a wellness practice for your inner life, your inner world and your relationships and your careers and all that stuff. So yeah, that's, that's what's going on with me in terms of that. I love it. Well, I almost prefer this audible or this audible we did in this recording. This sure. has been great talking to you and hearing about your story and journaling and frankly, I always learn something new. So even though I have friends on this podcast, I always learn something new. So I can't thank you enough for being here. For the listeners, thank you so much for being with us. There's information in the show notes about Christy and her work. And also uh, would love to hear what you think and what you're journaling and, and maybe some of your best practices, because both of us certainly believe, and I'm going to you know, uh, speak on behalf of you <laughs> Uh, if it's sure. okay, it's, it's, there's no one size <laughs> yes. fits all. They believe in no, the power of writing and the practice. We'd love to hear what you do. So without uh, further Absolutely. ado, we're going to wish you all a great day. I hope you're aligned. Uh, you're living your stoked life or leading stoked teams and cultures. And we will see you next time. All right. Thank you very much. It was wonderful. Thanks so much for joining us for Live Stoked, Lead Stoked. We know you're busy, so it means the world to me that you'd spend this time with us. If you're interested in digging deeper on the topics discussed today, be sure to check out the show notes for resources and links related to this episode. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you found this to be time well spent. Your support helps us immensely. Plus, consider leaving a review. They're like virtual high fives, and I appreciate every one of them. Finally, stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot us a message or a question. 
Your stories and experiences enrich the community we're building here, and you never know, your question may end up on a monthly Ask Me Anything. So until next time, keep subscribing, keep reviewing, and keep living your most stoked life. We'll be back with more inspiration stories and insights. See you then.